Hello everyone. Good evening. Good afternoon. So welcome to Cyber Awareness Masterclass for youngsters. Right. And today we will be discussing about the cloud part. And my name is Amit Pandey and I will be your instructor for this particular session of cloud. Right. And so let's begin a session. Okay. So this is my short introduction, right? Uh, so my name is Amit Pandey, right? And I will be your instructor. So for the cloud part, so this is my introduction. And these are the certification that I have done till right now. Comshai plus network security plus CH cloud and security architect in Azure 900. So my particular domain or you know that uh, particular domain where I have speciality is the cloud part. So that's why I will be teaching you or going, giving you an overview about the cloud, right? How it is, how it really looks like, what are the vendors we have and all those kind of things, right? Just an overview I will be telling you, right? And I have three years of experience into this field of cyber security. Okay, so let's go ahead with today's topics. So the first thing in today's session we are going to discuss is what is a cloud, right? Many of the people that I have gone through and seen and you know, my older students, I have seen them that they get really confused when talking about what is a cloud is. So we, I will be explaining you in a very limited language. What is a cloud, right? Okay. And then we will be discussing about the cloud and on-premises thing, right? And then I will be telling you about the usage of the cloud in the real world. What are the different organizations, famous organizations that they are using cloud, right? And they are getting a benefit, right? And why you should switch to it, right? So then we'll be understanding the data centers, the server farms and all this kind of thing. So what actually is this, you know, the server farms is, right? And what is actually a data center is. And then I will be telling you overview about the virtualization. What is a virtualization, right? Why it's so important and you know, it's used in the cloud computing, right? There is something in the virtualization. Also, there is something which is called the hypervisor, right? I will be telling you what is a hypervisor is. It's just a kind of a software which helps us in virtualization. Okay, so that kind of thing. So this is kind of an agenda we have for today's session, right? So step by step, we will be going through, right? Okay, so the first topic that really comes up is the what is a cloud? The general meaning of what is a cloud? So let me explain you what this particular cloud is, right? First of all, when we comes to the network part, there are two things that we need to understand. There is something which is called the host, right? And there is something, there is something which is called the host, right? Any host means any machine which is connected to the server, right? Okay, or connected to the network and there is something which is called the server server is any machine in from which you takes the data let's say for example you are connected to the internet so your particular pc is a host and you want to download a piece of a movie or a software or a piece of a picture or anything from your friend's system that system is called the server right because your information that you want is stored in some other pc and that particular pc is called the server when multiple servers combine together they form a network of server and that particular network of server is something which is called the cloud right are we good? So that particular network of different servers is called the cloud, right? 
and that is very very crucial thing because so in short what actually a cloud is cloud is somebody's else computer okay or somebody's else systems where you are storing your particular piece of an information your public any sort of your public you know your uh, images your videos your files right your personal information any sort of an information you're storing into that particular system okay that particular system could be uh, you know in different continent in different country anywhere it could be right so you're uploading and storing it there right and it's not stored in your particular system so if so the advantage could be here is that if somehow like for example this particular session i'm taking from my respective laptop if something happens to my particular laptop the information is still protected right even if this hard disk fail the system is not able to work properly i can easily get that particular piece of information from that particular piece of server right okay because the information is stored stored locally on my laptop it is stored on the server okay that's a thing right so that's why we can say it's a server we are and when we connect different kind of servers when we have a network of server that is something which is called the cloud okay so then when we say when i say to you there is a cloud you have to visualize that there is a very big data center there is a hall and multiple machines are there okay and what their particular machines are like big hard disk and what they do is that they are connected to the internet and when you upload any sort of a piece of an information that piece of information gets stored in those respective hard disk right and when you want it when you want to fetch that particular piece of information you can easily fetch it from those hard disk right that's a thing okay so if any problems have and you have any system failure something like that your operating system fails anything right still your data is secure in that particular location but the problem here arises is that you have to trust that particular vendors we have multiple vendors which i will be explaining in today's session right for the cloud resources uh, you know this particular architecture many organizations are today present in the world they will really helps us in providing us these resources so you have to trust them right okay that is in short a cloud is a network of servers okay then we have a topic which is the cloud versus the on-premises now the thing is that first of all we need to understand what is on-premises right on-premises means that that particular piece of an information or particular machine is present locally in your respective location let's say for example if you're in your school or college or in your office you have a particular system or a cpu right and that particular cpu is present on your premises in means it is present in your organization you know that premises where the organization is like it's a physically present there you can touch it you can feel it right and someone can easily damage it physically damage it as well so that is something which is called on premises it means it is physically actually present there okay okay so now we are going to discuss is that why many organization if you go through news articles right many organizations are now switching from on premises right infrastructure where previously they used to have a physical server big servers then they have a physical machines and you know big data centers and all this kind of thing physically they used to maintain it take care of it if any sort of an attack happen they used to you know handle that all that kind of thing right 
so now what really happens is that now many organizations are saying that we do not want completely on-premises one we want to go to the cloud part we want to shift right to the cloud part okay so why is that what is the benefit an organization gets when they switch to the cloud part over the on-premises one so they can be many right but the major advantage is their physical security okay that's a very very important thing about the physical security let's say for an example we have a two scenario here let's say for example you have a particular piece of a cpu right in your respective school or a college and what you have going to happen is that you are inserting any software or any sort of game or family pictures anything in that particular server fine okay so what can go wrong is that somebody can steal that particular laptop somebody can go and open your laptop and steal your hard disk and multiple ways he can damage he or she can damage your respective laptop right that is the biggest advantage of on-premises one okay and setting up an on-premises infrastructure is also very costly because you have to buy a lap you know a buy a laptop or a cpu and a server right which which cost a lakhs of rupees right then you have to hire a technician then you have to pay him salaries okay and that those kind of things that you have to take care of it okay but in the cloud part that is not your headache all you need to do is that you need to open an account in your particular cloud we have multiple cloud like aws azure multiple so let's say for example you take a cloud provider xyz whatever the name could be and you have chosen that and what you will do is that you will open an account and then in that particular account you will go through some services and you will store your data or you can very simple words you can say that google drive right you have a you have to create a gmail account and in that particular gmail account go through your google drive and you upload your piece of an information that particular piece of an information your game software songs pictures school document anything would be stored in that google's drive okay and they are very very highly protected so it's not easy to you know bypass that particular security and uh, you know damage that particular google infrastructure that that's not possible right so it that's the biggest advantage you have you know the cloud has over the on-premises one and as i told you when you buy a server then you have to hire a technician or an engineer who, who can you know maintain that particular server that is not going to be the case in the cloud part right when what happens is that when i upload a picture or a particular document in the google drive right now it is the headache of the google to protect my information to make it secure right and if something goes wrong it is the completely the headache of the google right i does not need to worry about anything okay that is the major difference between the cloud and the on premises one right then let's talk about the advantages and disadvantages of the cloud we have okay so let's talk about one by one what are the advantages so many time you have seen you know uh, in the industry or around the globe many organizations are shifting from the on-premises one to the cloud part right so definitely it's a good thing right 
so but we have to focus we have to know what are the disadvantage to this particular architecture to this particular industry okay so we in this particular topic we will be understanding thoroughly what are the advantages and what are the disadvantages what are the consequences an organization faces when they switch partially or completely their infrastructure to the cloud platform right so let's go through that part now first of all backup and restore data that is the biggest advantage that you have right the backups what it means is that the first advantage could be the your particular backup okay so the first what it means is that once your data is present in the cloud let's say for example i given you the example of the google drive okay so in that particular google drive what you did is that you take a particular piece of an image and then you uploaded that particular image or the file or text document in the google drive and it's been uploaded successfully okay fine now what really happens is that your particular pc in from which you're working right that particular pc gets fail okay and it's not able to work properly so because your piece of an information is present right having a virtual copy or it is physic it is like in a digital format present into the google server so what is the benefit that you are going to get is that you can extract that particular piece of an information easily right no worry about that you can easily extract that particular piece of an information and the one more benefit advantage is that you know you can restore your data is that if your hard disk fail anything any problem that you face right in your particular hard disk your system your operating system is not able to work properly still you can easily access your particular piece of information right that's the biggest advantage we have right so first of all we are talking about the advantage part and then we will talking about the disadvantage so first the advantage that we have in the cloud part is the backup if something happens to my particular system or my respective server my data is still protected in the servers all right in some different organization server my data is still protected there and after you know what i can do is that after some time i can retrieve all that particular piece of an information from that respective server right that is something which we have the biggest advantage the backup and we can restore the data okay so let's say for example hypothetically right there is an organization okay and that particular organization is working in a geographical area which is prone to the earthquakes so now what is going to happen in that particular scenario is that that particular organization has what they have done is that they have kind of kept their sensitive data the data of the customers the data of their you know clients and all this kind of things they have stored in the back in the servers okay somewhere like in the google server somewhere they have kept that particular piece of information now something happens to this particular organization and they are not able to work properly right due to earthquake due to massive earthquake or any other natural disaster their organization is not able to function properly their building gets damaged and all this anything like that but still the critical data the data of their client the personal information of the client the customers their employees right the future projects and all this kind of critical information is present in the server right so what they will do is that they will let's say for example it takes a week for the particular organization to just resume their respective work so then what they are going to do is that they are going to retrieve that particular all that piece of an information which is present in that particular server right that is the thing we have 
backup and the restores something happens physically to your particular respective organization or your system your data is still protected because it is been uploaded somewhere else right in the organizations right we have multiple tools in place multiple techniques in place what we do is that we take we have automation tools in place so what the automation tool does is that on a regular interval of time they keep on taking the backups so what you can do is that you can set up you know a uh, different kind of uh, you know this kind of schedules and like for example at 9 am every day take my backup right so whatever the piece of an information which will be present in your system or your file or your folder at 9 am the complete backup would be taken and the backup would be stored in the google drive or somewhere else right so that's the thing so that those kind of multiple things we have multiple tools automation tools we have which you does not need to worry about it once you have set up it up right you have set the time and all those kind of things you have linked it to your particular respective account then what you going to do is that the moment like how you have configured it it will keep on taking the backup at a regular interval of time so if something happens there is a disaster system failure anything like that your data is still protected okay and the loss is very minimum right that's the thing so that's the biggest advantage we have backup and restore okay now the second advantage that we have is the improved collaboration okay the second is advantage we have is the improved collaboration what it means is that let's say for example there are two groups this is group 1 right let me change the color of my pen okay so let's say there are two group this is group first and this is group second okay so now what is going to happen is that these two groups are very far apart like say this group first is a group of scientists right which are present in the usa united states of america right and this group second is present in india right now this both of the scientists the group of the scientists wants to share any some sort of a piece of an information between them right they want to share it like the a want to share a piece of information to the second one right and the second want to share some sort of a piece of information with the first one if they do it physically it is very difficult why so first of all this a which is group of scientist which is present in the united states so first what they will do they will take a piece of a server or a big you know kind of an hard disk or multiple hard disk then upload their respective data that they want to share in that particular hard disk okay and then what is going to happen is that then they will be shipping it through ship or air aeroplanes that will be shipping it these hard disk to india okay and it will be costing them a lot then it will be reaching to india and then the scientists would be attaching this particular hard disk which is sent by a group of scientists in united state with some data inserted inside the hard disk and then they will be connecting it to their respective pc and through that they will be able to share the piece of information from one side now the group of scientists in india thought that this data could be it is good right but there could be some little bit of a modification we can do but how to do that how to tell a you know our partners right in the united states so what they will do is that they will make changes here and then they will send this particular same piece of a hard disk to their respective partners right or colleagues in the united states so this is how this will take even a small 
project to complete will take years, right? Because the exchange of data, the collaboration is very poor, right? Even a small change that you want to do it, you have to send or exchange the hard disk, you know, it, it, it will take days, right? That's the thing. So it's a very, very slow process. So you can see a dead slow process and it will be costing a lot. So when now let's say, for example, again, this is the same scenario. This is group first and this is group second group first as well is the United States group of scientists and the second is in India. Fine. Now what is going to happen is that now they are switching into the cloud platform. Now what really happens is that this is a respective account they have. Okay. And this particular client uh, scientist in the United States, what they do is that they kind of done something. They have created something, there's some innovation or some research is there and they will be uploading that piece of an information in this particular cloud, right? And now what is going to happen is that let's say, for example, this particular cloud, or you can say it's a Google drive. Okay. Now this particular person, the, or this particular group is storing or sending the piece of an information in, or uploading it into the Google drive. Now what is going to happen is that the group of scientists, what they will do is that once the data has been completely stored in the Google drive, this group of scientists in the India, they will be easily accessing it, right? And nobody needs to go nowhere. Nobody needs to send the data physically nowhere right all they need to do is that they need to go to the respective account or the google drive and they can easily see what is the data is being shared right and they can easily do the modification they can easily do the collaboration right and it the and the task could be you know that the cost right and the time would be drastically reduced that is the biggest advantage we have okay in the cloud part so that's why that's the thing so like you can say in this particular scenario where the two particular bodies which wants to share some sort of a piece of an information which wants to share any sort of a thing so what is going to happen in that particular scenario is that particular cloud is like the middleman right it is have holding the information of the both the parties right and they can easily come to that particular account do the modification change information and that's it right that is the advantage we have another advantage improved collaboration okay now the third is advantage that we have is excellent accessibility what it means Again, as I told you in the previous example only, let's say for example, there is a Google Drive, right? And this is a piece of your PC, okay? And this, in this particular piece of a PC, what is going to happen is that you are storing some piece of a picture or your family photo or something like that, right? Your very, very precious photos of your family members. Now, what is going to happen in that particular scenario is that if due to any reason, there is a ransomware attack, there is a malware attack, okay? your hard disk fails, right? There's a short circuit, multiple things can go wrong, right? The list is long and multiple things can go wrong, right? So your systems fail and all the piece of an information, your personal files, your personal photos, every bit of an information present inside this particular PC is not able to, you know, you're not able to get that right because it's gone the system has failed and the data is either trapped or the data has corrupted right so now the pictures the precious pictures of your childhood memories and all this kind of thing they have gone and you cannot do anything about it 
so to resolve that particular issue right we have again the cloud part what we do is that like for example in the first advantage i told you is the backup so first you will do is that you will kind of create a backup okay and store it in the cloud part okay you will store it inside the cloud part now what is going to happen there is that if something happens even if any physical data is there there is a theft there is you know fire short circuit any ransomware attack anything like that your data is still protected where in the cloud so even if your particular this particular pc fails completely you are not able to access it what you can do is that you can purchase a new pc open your respective google account insert your credentials your username your password and then what is going to happen is that you can easily able to connect to your particular google drive and you will be able to access these information make modification you know download it and whatever you want to do you can do that okay that is something which is called excellent accessibility right you can quickly and easily access the piece of an information from anywhere in the world right that is also there is no restriction to that so what it means is that i can store my piece of an information somewhere in the cloud part like okay in the google drive and now i am somewhere outside of india and what i can do is that i can extract this particular piece or access those files even i am outside i have to enter the, the only condition here is that i have to enter the you know the correct credentials okay the correct username and the correct password that's it right okay now the another advantage we have is the low maintenance cost right as again again in the scenario let's say for example i told you in the in when we were um, comparing the on premises one right and these are the servers okay they are physically present in your school or your colleges right and there is another particular thing which is present in the cloud right let's talk about so let's say for example let's understand this low maintenance cost right what is why we say that when we move our architecture to the cloud right so why that particular architecture is going to cost us us very low as compared to the on premises one let's say for example the same example okay okay so what is going to happen in this particular scenario is that in your organization you have a server or a system in place and in that particular system you are storing any sort of a piece of an information right your file your folder any sort of a piece of information that you are storing there you have to keep that particular information safe right and multiple other things that you have to do you have to uh, like assign uh, technicians right uh, engineer right that the particular server or your system should work properly okay so those kind of things that you need to have right that will be costing you a lot even a single server okay so what is uh, like we have like the servers that we have you know like we purchase they cost very much okay a normal server a very low performing server would be costing you 5 to 6 lakh rupees and that's lost and definitely as per your requirement when the needs increases right and the server you know increases right you need a high performing server a high performing computer so definitely for sure it is going to cost you a lot 
right and definitely for sure let's say for example you have purchased a server for your particular respective things okay right so now what is going to do is that you have brought a uh, 8 lakhs of server for your complete uh, school okay and now what is going to do is that you have to put you have to you know hire a technician an engineer and all those kind of people so definitely for sure the complete range would be 10 lakh rupees so for a small school small school this particular 10 lakh rupees is going to you know you are going to spend initially right in an order to purchase that particular piece of it then the mint then comes the maintenance that could be something you know system failure could be there the hardwood hard uh, hard disk could not be able to work properly or anything like that so what is going to happen in that particular scenario is that you are spending a lot okay and then you have to spend a huge amount of cost in maintaining that particular respective thing as well right that is the biggest disadvantage of the on-premises one that i have told you right because it is present in your location in your machine you have to take care of it you have to purchase it you have to take care of it something goes wrong it is your headache you have to do everything okay like your same like a normal pc if something happens to your particular pc your ram fails your hard disk fail your responsibility you have to go to the market go to the uh, different e-commerce website purchase it right nobody else is going to do for you but now the biggest advantage when we switch to the cloud part the biggest advantage we have is that we does not need to worry about anything all you need to do is that let's say for example in the google drive case let's say you have an image you're a photo or anything like that what you do you take a google drive and then you stall or you know uh, upload a piece of a picture or album or anything like that in your respective google drive right how much is the cost for that zero right initially if you go today google in in one particular account right google give you at least 15 gb free okay if you want to exceed that definitely you have to pay some amount of money for that but 15 gb you can it's free of course right the initially okay per account right that's the thing so how much you are paying it for nothing okay so that's the, if you compare it initially in your organization in your school you are paying 10 lakh rupees for a server for storing all the data of the students right maintaining it and all those kind of things right definitely for sure in the coming days that cost is only going to increase right but when we switch to the cloud part the maintenance is very very low right that's the biggest advantage also we have low maintenance cost and this is one of the major factor why many organizations nowadays are switching from the on-premises one to the cloud part right because it's very very cheap right okay so you are spending 10 lakh rupees on a piece of a hardware right and then you are spending a very little or whether it's free okay in some cases or you have to spend very very few amount of money okay that's the thing that's a, that's the advantage we have in the cloud part low maintenance cost and you know like like in the on premises one you have to spend a huge amount of money for that okay so this is another advantage we have right then is the mobility what it means is that you can access any sort of a piece of an information from anywhere in the world right 
anywhere from anywhere you can access your google drive no matter what your geographical location is right so if you any sort of a piece of information is present in your particular google drive definitely for sure you can access it from anywhere in the world that is the mobility we have right and another benefit we have is that let's say for example i told you that you have to bring a server you want to create a server right in your organization and so it will be costing you 10 lakh rupees okay a very minimum i'm talking right now definitely for sure as the complexity increases this cost is going to be get even more and more right so definitely for our very basic one it is going to get cost you at least 10 lakh rupees for sure okay now let's say for example the server is running right and there is electricity bill definitely for sure because the server would be consuming the power okay and all those kind of things could be there so now what is going to happen here is that the server is just lying there let's say for example you have brought a 10 lakh rupees of a server okay for your respective school right and now it's summer vacation right even you have spent 10 lakh rupees the server is still lying in your computer room or any like any location in your respective school or college right it is just lying there right useless but still you have to pay for it it will be keep on running you have to maintain it right that it should be on a routinely basis should be clean there should be no dust particle and all those kind of things the room where the servers are kept should be absolutely clean and hygienic and hygiene should be maintained right all those kind of things so still there is a problem but in the cloud part that is not the case what it means is that let's say for example again an example of your google drive let's say for example i have a google drive i create a google account i create my google account right and what i do is that i go to my google drive and the google drive i insert any sort of a piece of an information inside it okay definitely at the initial stage the google drive is only paying us you know free for uh, like 15 gb okay if you want to exceed it then you have to pay for that okay but thing here is that let's say for example if i want to exceed more than that or let's say for example in the amazon right which i will be explaining you in the amazon that you have seen the amazon prime and all those kind of thing amazon also provides a same service like the google drive with the name of aws okay it's compute it's completely a computer services cloud service right with the name of aws so what you can do in that particular aws is that that you know you can store your piece of an information there and you only pay for what you do there right if so for example what it means is that if you are not using it you will not pay for that simple as that what it means is that in that particular aws you will go you will store any sort of piece of your data your files and folder let's say for example for five days that particular file and folder was present in that particular amazon cloud okay you will pay only for five days let's say for example on the sixth day you kind of deleted all the data now your drive is completely empty okay so you will not pay for the sixth day seventh day you have inserted again 10 gb of a data for let's say 24 hours so you will only pay for 24 hours that's the advantage we also have in the cloud part as compared to the on-premises one in the cloud part you only pay as you use it okay so like for example if you are using a particular service or storage or anything like that for five days you will only pay for five days right on the sixth day you delete everything you completely erase everything wipe it out every every bit of an information no problem no issue with that okay you will not be charged a single penny but for the five days that you have used their resources 
you are going to use it okay that's the thing let's like like if you have uh, like your ola ola uh, ola or uber right so like the ola or uber what you do is that you kind of rent a service right and you want to let's say for example you have want to go to 10 kilometers or 20 kilometers and what you do you just sit inside that particular vehicle and then you go 20 and 20, uh, 10 to 20 kilometers right and then you pay that piece of you know you pay for that particular service to that particular person or that respective organization right ola uber and that's it right that is the cloud part like if you want to go you do not are purchasing that particular complete car you are only utilizing it as per your need if you want to go for 20 kilometers you are asking them that please you know i will be provide giving you the some kind of charges for that and but, but can you please you know provide me this particular service so based upon your service right and the durability that how long you are using that particular service you will be charged okay that's the thing so we have pay per use model okay based upon your usage you will be charged that's the thing we have in the cloud okay okay then we have another thing in the cloud part is unlimited storage capacity right again you may be thinking that amit you have told us that you know in the cloud particularly in the gmail right in the gmail we have 15 gb of it yes if you go to the google drive there you can see that initially for per account you have 15 gb free of course okay if you want more than that uh, you have to pay more for that okay but there is if you go to that particular chart okay in that the google has given you that you can exceed you can get the maximum 4 tb okay for maximum you can give get 4 tb right not more than that but there are multiple other services more than google drive okay which i will be sh showing you in the coming days right which is like in the again the case of aws right because see why i am telling you that uh you know aws part and why not the google drive why i'm switching little by little from the google drive to the aws why because google drive is mostly is kind of used you know everybody knows that okay but the problem with the google drive is that there is a lot of a problem with the concern of the security so it means is there are some kind of reports in place that any piece of an information that you are storing here that could be a problem so we have in the organizations these organizations uh, big organization like the amazon and all this kind of things has created infrastructure which are very secure right more secure than your google drive right that kind of thing so in the amazon we have something services in place aws same like the google drive one but much secure right your data is completely you know encrypted well stored and well managed right okay so that's the advantage we have right so now we have when we go to those services which are for the organization or which are for like your you know google drive but for sensitive data then we have unlimited storage right let's say for example i will be showing you let right now all you need to do is that you need to remember this particular thing we have something like we have google drive this gd is the google drive which is been provided by the respective google okay which is very famous and it's free 15 gb and many people use it right this particular google drive 
but there are multiple reports in place that something you know this is not much secure okay you cannot use the google drive for sensitive data and storing and all those kind of things critical data you cannot do that okay for the big organization so there's something which is called s3 right it is also a kind of service which is provided by the aws amazon okay s3 you only need to remember is this name particular thing which is called the s3 s3 is kind of a same like your google drive but the thing with the s3 is it is i will be showing you s3 how it really looks like right but the s3 is like your google drive okay and what you do is that you store a piece of an information every bit of an information you can store inside it same like the google drive okay but the thing is that s3 is more secure right and more you know uh, used by this professional the big organization and even the government organizations right in the they store their piece of information is in the s3 right that's the thing so when you go when i will be showing you this particular thing s3 because it is about much more you know professional people use this particular s3 because they want to store the sensitive data their organization information right your personal data and all this kind of things in the s3 so right now all you need to remember is that s3 is like a google drive okay with very good features more than the google drive right okay so now for the s3 part is that it provides you unlimited storage what it means is that i can store unlimited data for this particular google drive the lim the maximum capacity even if i paid the maximum capacity is 4 tb right the maximum capacity that's the maximum the google drive can go but what if i am working in a big organization big corporate organization right like there is a data centers uh, you know i'm data mining and multiple things are there in today's world and trillions and trillions amount of data has been generated i want to store that data google drive could not do that okay even if i pay for it it cannot exceed more than 4 tb okay that's very very low or very very small as compared to the these big organization so what i do is that i switch to the this s3 provided by the aws right provided by the amazon so what i do is that in this s3 i get unlimited data storage right unlimited i can store thousands of terabytes lakhs of terabytes of data in the s3 but the thing definitely for sure i am using it services so i will be paying for it okay that is the thing in the s3 part so like for example if i'm using the i like let's say for example uh, there is a huge like you know a movie or a, a big video video uh, or anything like that or a big file of my organization which i wants to store in the s3 okay and let's say for example the size of it is 10 tb right now what is going to happen is that i am storing for 10 days that particular 10 tb of a, file in the s3 okay but the thing here in that particular scenario is that i will be pay, i will be you know paying the uh, amazon for it okay for the 10 day i am using the services i am storing some piece of an information in the s3 so i will be paying for it fine that's the thing after 10 day i kind of retrieve the thing and there is no data present now in the s3 and i will so i will not be charged okay so that's the thing so unlimited storage i have right so remember this thing so in short if i summarize it the google drive is for general public you can say that 
okay with full confidence the google drive is for the general public if you want to store any sort of a piece of an information which is not sensitive right or like you know not sensitive or um, it is not very private it does not need to go to the google drive there are multiple other options as well in the market there is something which is s3 okay you can store it which is used by even the governments across the globe right they store this sensitive data here okay that's a thing so that's what another advantage we have is the unlimited storages right so the google so the cloud is not just you know till the google drive it is much beyond that google drive is just a little baby in front of the cloud architecture okay okay so we have another advantage that we have is the unlimited storage capacity right then another advantage we have is the data security the advantage that we have is the data security we have right this data very very important right in today's world this data is everything right okay so the uh, another advantage that we have is that you know data security let me explain why let's say for example that particular piece of information is present in your system or your laptop or your particular server in your respective college or your school right and that particular piece of an information gets corrupted or gets stolen right that's a thing that is a huge possibility and many people you know they are very i have seen in my life till now that many people are very careless when it comes to protecting their own data they keep very weak password right even if you have any sort of a piece of an information present very very sensitive piece of an information right present in your laptop or your system or your pcs what is going to happen is that that particular in piece of information would your particular laptop would be protected by a piece of an password but there is a thing which is called the brute force attack okay it is a kind of an attack in the cyber security okay let me tell you what that attack is what that particular attack does is that that attack you know try all the available combination okay it will start from zero and it will do all the possible combination till it's able to crack your password right the smaller your password is the better the chances that it will is going to crack you in a short period of time so even if your password is like 1 2 3 a b c d x y z many people have that even for their laptop or for their you know email ids as well it is very easy to brute force it right so within if you have a password of four characters or five characters it is easily possible to brute force it and get an access you know inside the particular laptop right that could be a thing okay but when you kind of switch your organization data completely or partially in the cloud part now what they do is that in the cloud they have a strict regulations in place right so what they do in that particular uh, like the they have laws or rules and implemented that how to store the data what are the rules we have to follow what are the encryption right algorithms we have to follow all those kind of things they will be using it okay that's a thing we have in the data security so that's another advantage the cloud provides okay so you if you a piece of an information is present in the cloud it is a possibility that the 
uh, if it is that particular vendor the particular organization who is providing the resources right it if it is a good organization reputed organization definitely for sure they are going to you know um, encrypt your data right store your data very you know in a well-mannered way okay in a structured way to protect every piece of your data right that is something which is called the data security like we have talked about the backup part we have, we have talked about the improved collaborations right multiple organizations can collaborate together right we have excellent accessibility that any particular person anywhere in the world can easily access it okay low maintenance cost is also there you does not need to spend them you know thousands or millions of rupees into storing or you know um, taking or maintaining that particular servers and all those kind of things systems right okay so somebody has asked me a very good question that if our account get compromised can we get a data back yeah definitely for sure you can get your data back but there is a big problem with that what means that it means that your data has been you know your account has been breached what it means is that your your piece of an information is breached and it is now present in the dark web okay or you can say over the internet right so if you have let's say for example in your google drive you have stored some piece of an information right now i'm giving an example of the google drive okay let me again just give you an example uh, comparison of the google drive this google drive gd okay and this is the s3 right okay okay now what really happens in this particular scenario is that you are storing some piece of your information here okay in the google drive let's say for example your google drive like say in, in india we have aadhar card and the pen card and all those kind of things so i have stored a copy or a digital copy or a zero you know kind of a scanned copy or something digital copy or something like that of my pen card or my aadhar card or my passport right in my google drive now what really happens is that my google account somehow get attacked by the attacker and now my piece of information has been breached right okay yes absolutely yes raj that's a good website right have i been pounded so i will be coming to that part okay right so what really happens in this particular scenario is that if your piece of an information is breached what is going to happen is that now it is all over the internet and a uh, guys the rule in the cyber security is that once over the internet always over the internet simple as that so when your data a particular piece of information your critical information is now public okay you cannot retrieve it back so that's the thing so you can definitely for sure get your thing back from your account okay you can access it there's a huge possibility that the you can still access your particular account but the account data has been breached that it can be a thing in some kinds of hack like your ransomware attack or some kind those kind of attack what the attacker does is that they kind of blocks you from accessing your own website or your own data or your own account right that is also kind of an attack we have so we have multiple kinds of an attack like in the ransomware attack what really happens is that let's say for example i have an account or i like i have a laptop and there is a ransomware account attack in this particular laptop so i cannot access my own data the attacker would be encrypting complete data or hard disk and i have to pay him some amount right in order to you know get my data back that kind of attacks we also have that right and yashraj has shared us the link which is by of have i been pounded this is a very interesting website guys 
right what this particular website does is that if you go to this particular website it will be asking for your email address right and i will highly recommend that after the session please go through this particular website okay so now what you do is that once you go to this particular website have i been pounded it tells you that whether your this particular email address that you are have that you have that you will be entering has been compromised or not okay it will be telling you that right okay so what it means if it tells you that you have been compromised it means that your data okay or the services which were using your particular account okay those all that particular critical information has been leaked and now it is floating over the internet okay so somebody can use that particular piece of information and again craft another kind of an attack and get to know more much more about you right that's the thing so how to resolve that particular thing you cannot do anything for that once again as i told you the thumb rule is that once over the internet always over the internet so when a piece of an information is present over the internet now the breach has taken place your images your files your folder has gone over the internet you cannot do that anything but you can learn from your mistakes and what you can do is that you can enable something which is called the multi factor authentication okay yes 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 absolutely right okay let me tell you somebody okay uh let me tell you multi factor authentication what really happens in the multi factor authentication is that normally if i go to my google account right what i do first of all i enter my username right and then it will be asking me for my password that i will be entering that's a normal way okay what happens in the multi factor authentication we have multiple authentication steps or we can say multiple steps in place to check to verify that this particular person is saying who he actually is right like for example if i want to access my particular respective accounts there are two hurdles that i need to pass right if i want to there is a gmail account i am having and i want to access my gmail respective gmail account or access my services or files and folders there are two gates that i have to you know pass the first is of my username first i have to tell that i this is my username it will the google would be checking the servers okay the first gate would be opening for me then what i will happen there this would be second gate of the password i will be telling the google my password it will be verifying and then the second gate would be opening and then i will be able to access it what really happens in the multi factor authentication is mfa is that you have another different layers for protecting your particular account okay so there is something which is called the you know authentic google authenticator okay this kind of google authenticator or microsoft authenticators applications you have so you can go to your particular play store right download google authenticator enable multi factor authentication in your google account and you know just attach it to that particular google authenticator so whenever next time you will be and go logging into your particular gmail account what will going to happen is that you have to enter your username okay then you have to enter your correct password and then you have to enter that particular piece of a code looking into your mobile phone from that particular google authenticator fine and that's the thing so that's a remedy for it so if you have system has been already compromised or your you know password has been compromised or account has been compromised what is going to happen is that enable multi factor authentication okay authenticator so i would say for example i personally use google authenticator myself right for every account that i have or i use okay 
no matter like for my personal use or my professional use right for my organization anything i use google authenticator right so i am quite good with it but this microsoft authenticator i have used it sometime this is also quite pretty good right so these both are good you can use it right but you know th these both are very good right and you can use any of it right but uh, the main point is that enable multi factor authentication that is a very very important thing okay let's talk about some disadvantages as well right why let why to talk about the disadvantages right if everything is go, good right with the cloud part why to talk about the disadvantage remember this thing when there is a technology in the market there is a very hype and you know everybody is excited and they are only talking about the positive part let's say for example right now everybody is talking about the ai particularly the chat gpt right from the last year it has arrived and everybody is now days in you know talking about the chat gpt and the rise of the ai and all those kind of things but and everybody is excited towards it right but the problem here arises that nobody is talking about the security consequences of that okay yeah right so that's a thing okay so that kind of things we have to understand so again it technology is completely how you use it right that's deciding factor whether its technology is good or bad simple as that right so we have to again to build understanding and to make a decision that do we want to have or to you know uh, switch to the cloud part we have to first of all understand the negative consequences of the cloud as well that would definitely help us in kind of you know uh, making a decision right whether it's good or not okay that's a thing okay so let's talk about the disadvantages that we have in the first of all the disadvantage we have in the cloud is the very basic but very crucial is the internet connectivity right it may look simple but it's very very important right let's say for example again if you do not get that let me explain you with a real life scenario what really happens is that you are storing a piece of a very crucial document right your driving license something like that uh, in a digital format in your google drive okay and it is present there but now what is going to happen is that now someone ask you for your particular google drive sorry your driving license or any kind of an information which is present the google drive okay but now your internet is not working or the area where you live or you work the internet is not working due to some reason due to some technical reason or the change of the climate or some kind of due to any kind of technical issues your internet is not working in that particular moment of time okay so even if your data is still stored in your google account it is secure but because you want it you are not able to get it right so that is the biggest advantage we have internet connectivity right even if your data is stored you are using it you know it's it is secure and everything is good fine but when you needed it you are not getting it right that's the biggest advantage we have in the in the cloud part internet connectivity if you have no internet you do not have any cloud remember that or access to the cloud right all your data is just lying there you cannot access it right that's the at the first advantage we have then we have another advantage which is called the vendor login lock in what it means is that okay vendor first of all let me break it down what it means is that the second advantage we have something which is called the vendor lock in 
let me break it down for you what is a vendor vendor is that particular organization or particular body which provides that particular resources to you let's say for example the google drive is the you know it has been a product of which vendor google right that particular organization or the body which is providing you that particular piece of an information okay that is who the vendor is right okay now what really happened this in this particular cloud scenario is that there are multiple vendors in today's session also we will be discussing the few of them but we have multiple vendors in place it means multiple organizations in place so vendor means organization or bodies right so multiple organizations in place which provide this cloud different cloud services to you okay so for example like as i told you there is a service which is aws provided by the amazon okay the e-commerce giant right or the amazon prime that you uh, see movies or uh, you know watch web series okay they have a different cloud platform with the name of aws amazon web services okay very very famous one okay so now what really happens in this particular aws is that let's say for example there is an organization with the name of xy okay and that particular organization makes up his mind that they want to switch they are very much found of the cloud they, they, the senior authorities get really excited that okay the cloud is going to be definitely for sure giving us a lot of benefits so they have decided that they will be switching from the normal system from their you know on-premises infrastructure from their regular infrastructure to the cloud part every bit of an information 90 percent of the infrastructure would be present in the cloud part particularly in the aws they, so they will be using the services of the aws right amazon web service okay now what really happens in this particular scenario is that Okay, so for example, at two or three or four months, they are very happy with the services provided by the AWS. Everything is working fine, good. But now what really happens is that they want to switch from AWS to something which is called the Azure. Okay, another service provided by the uh, Microsoft. Okay, so Microsoft is also is a player in this particular cloud industry. So the AWS is provided by the Amazon and Azure is present provided by the microsoft so now they want to switch from aws to the azure another cloud platform right but what really happens in that particular scenario is that it is becoming very it was used to be very difficult for switching from one vendor or you can say from one organization to another organization you can say like let's say for example if you're not able to understand right now you can think about like for example if you have a piece of a document or a piece of a, a song or a photos or any sort of a information or a document you have in your particular google drive right now what you need to do is that you are facing some kind of a problem with the google drive and you are not very happy with it you are thinking that okay data get gets you know can get uh there are a lot of reports that the data has been um leaked out of google drives and all this kind of thing google is not able to protect your data and all this kind of thing so you want to shift your data from google drive to let's say for example uh yahoo okay yahoo is also providing it and you want to you know kind of or oracle or alibaba is also providing it so what you do is that you want to sh 
switch your or take your 5 GB of data which you have stored in the Google Drive to some other vendors or to some other organization. It is quite good, right? It is not very much of difficulties there. Right? What you can do is that the multiple steps you can approach, you can take. First of all, you can download complete 5 GB of data in your system and then you can upload it. Okay. And otherwise you can transfer it as well. Right. That's the thing you have. But when you have a, a terabytes of data, it is not possible to download it and then upload it. Right. That's not a very smart way. So that's the thing which is called vendor login. It means is that once you are using a service of an organization, you are now, you know, completely trapped inside it. Okay. You cannot leave that particular organization. You cannot leave the AWS. Okay. Or you cannot switch it. So that's something which is called vendor lock in, right? That is also a disadvantage. So initially the AWS was very good. Everything was working fine. Your organization thought that, okay, we want to use AWS services. You used it, AWS services, you store your every bit of information in the AWS. And now you want to switch from one organization to another organization, but you're not able to do that, right? There is no way through which you can go from one organization service to another organization service. So you are now you're trapped. That is something which is called vendor or you can say or organization lock in. You're locked inside an organization, right? Even if you want to move to a different organization, you cannot, right? That is something which is called vendor lock in, right? Okay. Then we have another thing which is called the limited control. The third advantage we have is something which is called the limited control, okay? What it means is that this limited control is means is that it limits your, you know, um, ownership. Okay. Or that particular piece of an information. Okay. That is a limited control that you have over that particular piece of an information or your particular piece of an infrastructure, right? Let's say for example, in the AWS or let's say from the Google drive, right? In the Google drive, you have uploaded a piece of a document. Let's say 5 GB or 10 GB of data, right? The personal files and photos you have uploaded it over the Google drive. Now the limited control means is that the P it is not under your control where the Google would be storing or saving that particular piece of an information. Okay. So you can be present in India. You are storing your 10 GB of your fi family files and photos in the Google Drive. But the Google, what they can do is that they can store that particular files and folders in the servers which are present in the United States. Okay. So you have no control on, you know, over your own data, right? That kind of things, right? So that's why we have services. And as I told you, there is a thing which is called S3, which is very, very much we have control over our, all our data, right? Who can access it, who cannot access it, that kind of things, right? So definitely for sure when you are over the cloud part, you have a very limited control over even your own data. That kind of things that we have, a kind of a limitations, right? Or you can say less control over, right? Then there's another thing which is called multi-tenancy. This is also very, uh, very Good example of disadvantages of the cloud part. Let me write it down. Okay, multi-tenancy. Well, let me explain you what this particular multi-tenancy is. Multi-tenancy. What really happens in this particular thing is that in a multi-tenancy, multiple people are sharing a same piece of an hardware. 
okay right what it means is that let's say for example if you are in your on premises in your laptop right in your laptop or in your particular pc you have one tb of storage right particular this one tb is completely you are the owner of it right your every piece of information is completely dedicated to you you can use every bit of this one tb right which is one tb or like any sort of an ssd or ssd you have in your particular laptop or the computer it is completely you are the owner and you can store the file right okay but what happens in the multi-tenancy is like it is dividing this particular piece of an hardware into multiple components and then multiple users are present there let's say for example in the multi-tenancy this one tb of hard disk would be having it could be divided into multiple parts right in this scenario i'm dividing into four parts so one part could be of one of my friend what one part i will be using one part my another friend could be using and this could be used by someone else right so that is something which is called multi-tenancy when there is a resource is present there and the users are multiple people right that's the thing which is called multi-tenancy so that's why the cloud is so cheap that is this is the bigger you know this is the reason why the cloud is so cheap right you do the multi-tenancy because the resource is shared between multiple users right so that is the thing about the multi-tenancy you know the what biggest advantage of the multi-tenancy why it's just, it is a disadvantage of the cloud because what can go wrong here in this particular scenario is that let's say for example this is my hard disk right and uh, or you can say this is the hard disk which is present in google or amazon right or any cloud provider and what you had done is that they have divided the, this particular hard disk one tb of hard disk in their respective servers into four components right and now what is going to happen is that this is particular person a who is using it for something else storing files folders music folders this is person b who is storing it for his office works right office files and folders this is c right which is storing again for you know um for his movies right and this is particular d right now what really happens is that this particular person who is c is going to some torrent website or something like that and what is happening in that particular scenario is he has downloaded a piece of a movie and that particular movie with the movie the viruses also get installed and he has uploaded on the google drive now the possibility here is that the piece of an data that he is storing in the google drive right the particular film that he has stored in the google drive is holding some kind of a virus with that as well so there is a possibility that this particular there could be a breach okay definitely there are security implications in place that is not a thing but this is a possibility right okay that is a problem with the multi-tenancy right so this particular piece of a virus can completely spread to other people or other partitions right and it will all of the peoples would be you know affected with it right so that is something uh, which is called the multi-tenancy and this is the reason why it is a uh, kind of thing that you have to worry about it okay because you're sharing a piece of a data important thing with multiple peoples okay which is called the multi-tenancy okay now let's talk about top cloud service providers that we have okay so in your particular screen you can see that we have aws right this one that i have told you about okay this this is the aws which is provided by the amazon 
okay this is the azure which is provided by the microsoft this is this one is just called the gcp gcp which stands for google cloud platform right and then we have alibaba oracle right ibm tencent and multiple others right but these three okay okay so these three you have to focus upon this three part these three aws azure and the google cloud platform why because these three are the leaders in the market first of all aws right they still they were the pioneers right and they were first they started this particular cloud thing right for the general public okay and they are still the leaders in the market and then second is the azure this is the azure this comes second this holds the you know the market uh, after the aws and it is hold by the microsoft microsoft is the owner of the azure and then after the third we have the gcp which stands for google cloud platform which is as the name is telling by itself is being maintained and taken care by the google right so these are the different vendors we have right vendors or service provider or organizations we have which provide this this benefits okay aws azure and the gcp okay they are very big player and important players right okay and other players are as well it i'm not saying completely ignore the alibaba or the oracle they have definitely for sure their own contribution but the big participant the majority of the chunk of the particular market has been captured by these three okay so that's the thing you can see the 90 percent has been captured by these three right okay and it keeps on changing but right now you can say the 90 percent okay so now till here we have what we have done is that we have talked a lot about you know what is this uh, you know what are the advantages of the cloud right like we have the backups right um, and multiple other things like security low cost right all these kind of things we have in the cloud part the advantages the disadvantage but it's not secure right you have not much control over your own data that kind of things we have right so let's talk about the use usage where this actually this particular cloud comes in right in this particular pictures i have pasted a photo of netflix so remember this thing whenever like in the aws i told you amazon created aws aws is an organization amazon web service which provides multiple cloud services right and netflix uses it what i means is that netflix is a streaming platform right creating movies and creating web series and then you're easily watching it but do you know remember that netflix has does not have any sort of an infrastructure of its own app there's no data center there is nothing of the netflix very minimum data they have infrastructure so what they do is that they focus mostly upon the job they do right they focus upon creating movies they focus upon creating web series interesting web series which can be entertaining to you right and then what they do is that they, they kind of focus upon the end goal the entertainment part right capturing the market entertaining the particular subscriber right on all those kind of things okay so they do not have their infrastructure any sort of infrastructure they do not have any big data centers and all this kind of thing so why 
So, you know, how you are able to uh, go to the Netflix website or go to the Netflix um, app and able to see the, these all these, uh, you know, website and all those kind of things. How you're able to do that? Because Netflix is the big client of AWS. In the previous slide, I told you AWS, Amazon Web Service, which has been provided by Amazon.com, right? Amazon. So this Netflix is one of the biggest client and the oldest client of the Netflix, right? So big, huge infrastructure of this particular Netflix is stored in the, you know, um, AWS. So there is a service in the AWS which is called the S3. So let me tell you how what really happens here is that. Let's say for example, Netflix shot a video or a web series or something like that. Okay. And then what they are going to do is that they are having their Amazon account, AWS account. And then they are going to, as I told you, what I told you, S3, what it was, it was like your Google Drive, but much secure, much control you have over that, right? Who can access it, who cannot access it, much more encryption and all those kind of things, okay? So Netflix, what they did is that they kind of, uh, you know, created a movie or a web series or anything like that. And then they stored that particular piece of a movie or uploaded in the S3, okay? Amazon S3. And then through that particular S3, it has been, you know, coming into your respective application or the website. Definitely for sure, multiple mechanisms are placed, you know, different uh, architectures are placed uh, in between. But to be simplifying it, I'm telling you how it really works. Okay, so this is how it really. So Netflix creates a movie, it stores this in the S3. And through that particular S3, when you are request for a movie in your application or website, you are being redirected to that particular S3 where the particular movie is. Okay, so that is the biggest advantage we have. So that's the big thing okay so first of all the biggest client of the aws right now i'm talking about the aws amazon web service netflix is one of the biggest client amazon prime okay which is also a kind of a competitors of netflix is also using aws right okay and have you heard about nasa national aeronautic space administration nasa also uses the infrastructure of the AWS, right? So that's the thing. So what they do is that again, they whatever their discovery or the innovation or the research or anything, any piece of information they have, instance of building their own, you know, millions of billions of dollars of, you know, the servers, right, or the server farm and then maintaining them and cooling it down and, you know, hiring the uh, different architectures and the engineers to maintain those big things, right? Instead of doing that, what they do is that they focus upon their job, right? Building the rockets and doing research and finding out extraterrestrial life across the space, right? And sending the rovers over the Mars and all those kinds of stuff they start doing. And what are the data that has been collected? They keep on store in whether in the AWS servers or S3, right? Or there are different other services provided by the AWS. So they use that, right? And if they want, definitely for sure, they will be going there in the S3 account and they will be retrieving it back. That's the thing, right? So these are the big players, right? And so definitely for sure, see the advantage here is that if let's say, for example, in the Netflix part, I told you in the Netflix part, Netflix spends millions and millions of dollars, you know, 
uh, in creating a movies and all this kind of things right because how it's able to do that how is able to work upon the quality of creating a good web series or uh, you know paying a huge amount of money to the actors to the actresses to the script writers and all this kind of thing because they are saving a lot right and then the, why how they are they able to save because they are not investing or you can see is they're investing up not much not millions into the servers or anything or servers farms right a big uh, you know um, servers and all those kind of things they're just renting right what they're doing is that they're creating movies and all those kind of things uh, entertainment purposes animation and all those kind of things and what they're doing is that then they are going to the amazon aws and then they are saying to the aws i want to use your respective resources and i will be renting it so on a daily basis if a movie has been uploaded to the aws infrastructure Amazon, uh, Netflix would be paying uh, some amount of money to the Amazon, right? And that's it. This is how it really works, right? And Netflix does not need to worry about the uh, that particular server, how it good it is running, right? How much uh, engineers the Amazon is hiring, and what is the thing, and how the architecture is working. And Netflix is nothing to worry about that. It is not the headache of the Netflix. Netflix is just renting the service, renting the servers, the servers which is present. That is the ownership, the actual ownership is of the Amazon. The Netflix is just renting them, right? The services. Okay, and storing that piece of an information there and managing it through the AWS, Amazon Web Services. Okay, that's the thing. So Amazon, uh, sorry, NASA, Netflix, right, Amazon Prime, all are using AWS. Okay, so this is just a one example we have. Multiple hospitals also, you know, in today's world, they are switching to the cloud platform as well. Why? Because, first of all, it is very easy and very convenient for the patient. Let's say, for example, if you have visited a particular doctor, right? And that particular doctor has diagnosed with, uh, you know, have, you have given him your respective symptoms. Now, this is this, I have facing, you know, I'm not feeling well, and this is a thing, right? And that particular doctor has prescribed a blood test or prescribed a medicine to you for a week or a month, right? And you have taken those particular medicines respectively with full discipline. What are the time schedule that the doctor has told you? You have taken that, but you're still not getting any, you know, benefit out of that particular medicines, right? You're not, your, your shoes are not still resolved, your health issues, right? So what you do is that you switch to another doctor, right? You think that, okay, this for, for the first doctor, which whatever you know the thing that he is providing me i'm not able to you know fully recover what i do is that i change my doctor and i go to another doctor and ask him for his particular advice what he thinks what from his particular opinion what could be the case right now the second doctor diagnosed you but the thing is that you have to you know it's, it's a very good idea that you the second doctor that you're going to visit you have to tell him that you have already visited a doctor he, he had already provided you some kind of medicines for a month and you have taken them but still not the thing right so definitely for sure that information would also help you the second doctors into diagnosing it right okay and catching a particular issue what couldn't be the thing so what if nowadays right what really have i have seen this thing that Many people, they kind of, you know, takes huge amount of bags and all this kind of thing where they keep the MRI scan, CT scan, the big baggage, right? And they just keeps on wandering from one hospital to another one, from one doctor to another one, right? When they are not satisfied with the, their current uh, medical one, right? So what they do, what the government, Indian government is trying to do is that they are kind of 
having a vision that they want to digitalize everyone what it means is that you will be having an account right and let's say for example i do a mri scan of one of my body let's say for my liver okay my doctor says that amit go and do an mri scan of your liver so what now currently happens is that i visit a hospital and they provides after doing an mri scans they provide me a big sheets or multiple sheets of the mri scans and then i have to take it right everywhere whenever i go to any doctor i have to take it with me it's a, it's a very com- uncomfortable thing right so what the government is trying to do is that they will be doing an MRI, uh, my mri scan would be doing completed and then a digital copy would be provided in my account okay and then what can happen is that that particular piece so i will be visiting a doctor in another city or another country or anywhere and i will be telling my account to my particular doctor my doctor would be visiting that particular account right and he can easily see my mri scan completely i does not need to worry about i does not need to carry any hard copy or anything like that every bit of information every my complete from my 10 or 15 years my all medical record could be present in that particular account right that is also a cloud thing right all the information is been collected stored inside a server and i as a particular person or my family members or my particular doctor can access it right definitely for sure my consent would be there for sure right because it's at the end it's my data i have a control over it but it's definitely is a very beneficial thing for the patient as well as particularly for the particular doctor to access or diagnose my uh, you know problem okay that's is also a use case of the cloud part right okay then we have something which is called the server farms server farms what it means is that server farms is like a farm it's a huge place right and we have multiple servers in place stored in okay whenever you go over the google or whenever you know like in your screen also you can see that there is a diagram or a kind of kind of picture in place and in the picture you can see that there is multiple servers in place right so these are the big servers which are present there and in those servers you know data is being stored right so these are the big server farms so these these are the big huge farms where a lot of the servers are being kept right okay so this is it how it really looks like and this is something which is called the data center data center is you can see the backbone of everything right everything is completely and completely depend this particular cloud infrastructure everything at the end of the day is completely depend upon this data centers okay as we will be moving ahead in the sessions i will be explaining you i will be showing you some glimpse of the, you know the data centers right okay so this in this particular data center what really happens is that this is actually the server or the machines where you particularly your you know information is being stored what i means is that as i told you in the beginning only when cloud is what it is a cloud cloud is the combination of different it's kind of a network of different servers right so data center is only the servers these are the computers right and in this computers you are storing a piece of information this servers could be present in the microsoft uh, you know premises or the google's premises right in the, their respective office or their headquarters or wherever right so it could be present there in their particular location and you are 
when you are uploading any piece of a file or a data in the Google Drive, it is being transmitted and kept in this these big servers. And when you want to retrieve it through the because they are at the end of the day, they are connected with internet so you can easily retrieve it back as well you can do the modification you can change it you can delete it you can just you know make multiple copies whatever you want you can do that so actually the game you know whatever you're doing actually here it's happening okay so see at the end of the day compute you know this cloud is actually somebody's else system okay and you are just renting it till the time you are using its services you are going to pay for that simple as that okay okay so this is the data center how it looks like and uh supercomputers yashraj is kind of a different thing boss right supercomputers are mostly used for complex con calculations right okay so that's the computer a different thing so that's not the supercomputer so data centers and supercomputers are kind of a different thing because see supercomputers are mostly used for complex calculations right if the complex mathematical calculations okay those kind of things so then we'll be using supercomputers which are quite intelligent and all those kind of things data center is kind of a place for storing the your information that's it right so kind of a different thing what really happens here is that in the data centers, the organization has to spend millions of dollars. This organization, let's say, for example, this is the data center. This particular picture that you're seeing in front of your screen is the data center of Amazon or let's say Google, right? And like in any sort of a modification or the data that you're inserting in your Google Drive is at the end of the day going through the internet is being stored in these particular computers fine now Google has to spend millions of dollars into protecting this data centers right a millions of them are present uh, right because they have to spend right there are multiple techniques they have to use multiple you know cameras they will be using it in an order to protect this particular data centers right so any because why because any damage to these data centers these servers right is going to be definitely for sure having a huge impact over the infrastructure of the google right that's the thing so you can extract any piece of information from this data center and insert it as well so let's say for example when you are doing any sort of a google search right that is it also the piece of an information is stored in the google servers right so based upon your respective queries that you are asking for it is providing you that particular piece of an information that's the thing that's a you know the interesting thing about the data centers and one more thing in this data centers not just physical security is being provided by the organization right they also take care about the temperature okay that because see at the end of the day the machines that have been operating because this data center would be running 24 by 7 right so the organization what they have to do is that organization has to maintain optimal temperature for this particular machine to work fine so it should not be you know too hot otherwise the system could fail that could be a possibility so there should be an optimum temperature from which the particular machine would be working properly fine so that's also a kind of a thing that this particular organization should a uh, google or amazon or the microsoft had to worry about it right minting an optimum temperature that's the thing okay now we have let's go to a very very interesting topic which is called virtualization 
So let me tell you what really happens in the virtualization. Okay, let me tell you what really happens in the virtualization. Virtualization is means is that it is a piece of a technology in place, but really helps you in, you know, a kind of creating a virtual representation or kind of a creating a virtual copy of something. Okay, that is something which is called the virtualization. A virtual copy, or you can say a digital copy of it. Let's say, for example, why we need a virtualization. Okay, so let's talk about a scenario where we do not have a virtualization and because um, I'm working in the field of cybersecurity, I have to, you know, use multiple machines in order to, you know, hack or practice or do the pen testing part. I have to use multiple machines in place. Let's say, for example, I want five systems, right? Let me draw a diagram here. Okay, I want this is one particular one system. This is another one. This is another and this is right these are these boxes that green boxes that you're seeing these are the five pcs right i want for my particular job to done right that is a something which is called the hypervisor okay the hypervisor v or the vmware workstation that you have previously seen where you will be performing you have seen the kali and all this kind of practical that was something which is called the hypervisor okay yep okay so let me clarify this particular thing virtualization yep so the kali uh, yeah so the VMware workstation and all this kind of machine that you have seen is the hypervisor, right? This is some kind of a software we have, which helps us in virtualization. So what really happens in the virtualization? Why we need a virtualization? So let's take this particular scenario. We have five systems in place, right? Or I need particular five systems in place to perform some kind of an activities, right? To learn some things, to, you know, practice something or to do the pen testing part or anything like that. I have this particular five PCs I have in place. Okay. Now what really happens in this particular scenario is it is very difficult for me or anybody to handle or maintain or you know keep these five PCs right because I have to you know definitely for sure I have to have five you know this there should be huge amount of space in my house respective house where I would be keeping five PCs okay then I have to maintain them then if any sort of a problem arises okay See, uh, Yashraj, that you're saying that the Kali Linux or the VMware, the Kali Linux, first of all, is an operating system and the VMware is the hypervisor, okay? Okay, I will be coming to that part. Just, just give me a minute, okay? So, yeah. So, first of all, let me explain this particular uh, virtualization part. Yeah, there's, there's the difference between that. Kali Linux is an operating system, like uh, the operating system. We have the Mac OS, okay? Then we have the Windows 7, uh, 10, XP. That is, these are the operating systems we have. So Kali Linux is just an operating system which we can use, but it is most about the CLI, command line interface. Anything you want to do in the Kali Linux, you have to write a piece of a command, right? Like like uh, the Windows, if you want to create a folder, a file, or anything like that, you can easily with a mouse, you can create it, right? With just right click and few clicks, you get easily able to create it, right? That is something which is called the GUI, graphical user interface, where the user interface, you know, uh, interact with a particular machine through a graphical user okay it's quite easy but the kali linux is a cli where you have to write a command in order to you know make the machine do something for you okay that's the thing yeah okay and the vmware is a hypervisor which i will be coming to the thing that uh, the image that you're seeing in front of your screen is uh it's just type one and type two hypervisor i will be explaining them what are they okay just give me a minute okay so in the virtualization part these are the five pcs 
so I have five PCs and what is going to happen is that before virtualization, okay? So I have five PCs and I have to take care of these five PCs. I should have a lot of space in my house to handle them, you know, and keep them and all this kind of things, okay? Now, what really happens is that after the virtualization, virtualization, what I mean is that creating a virtual copy or you can say a digital copy of these things, right? So what really happens in the virtualization is that I have one system, one physical system, one PC out of these, all these five PCs, what I will do in then virtualization is that I will be having only one system, okay, one physical system and inside that particular fund systems, I will be having multiple operating systems. That is something which is called the virtualization where you have one physical system and out of that one physical systems, you have multiple operating system. That is something which is called the virtualization. So before virtualization, one system, one operating system was there, right? So if I want to use five operating systems, I need to have five computers. That was a completely a headache, right? It was a very costly, not user friendly, very uncomfortable, lot of, you know, using a lot of space and all those kind of things. So to resolve that particular thing, we came up with the idea which, which is called the virtualization. In virtualization, we have one system and inside that particular one system, we have multiple operating system. Like you all said in the yesterday's session, you have seen something which is called the VMware workstation, right? In the VMware workstation, you have seen with your own eyes that you have multiple operating system, right? You can see that there would be, you know, there would be Kali, there, could, there was Ubuntu and multiple operating system would be present there and you can install it by yourself as well. You can remove it, you can install it, you can modify it, you can do whatever you want, right? So one system, right? and multiple operating system. That is in short, it is what is called the virtualization, where you need not to have multiple system, physical, right? Different systems in place, okay? And the software that helps you in achieving that particular thing, right, is something which is called the hypervisor, okay? The, the software that lets you do the virtual virtualization is called the hypervisor. You can change their network configuration as well, right? It's all up to you, okay? So like, most of you said that the hypervisor, uh, sorry, VMware workstation that you have seen yesterday, it is an example of hypervisor, okay? Right, so it's a kind of a software in place, okay? Which helps you in achieving this particular virtualization. Okay, now let's talk about, when we talk about the hypervisor part, we have two types of hypervisor in place, hypervisor one, right? Type one and type two hypervisor, right? Let's go to this particular architecture part that what is an hypervisor first and hypervisor second. So first of all, first of all, I will be explaining you guys what is type two hypervisor, okay? This particular hypervisor, uh, this is an architecture of this one. So first of all, let's look into this part, completely ignore this one, look into this one. Right, focus on this. Yeah. So when you we look into this architecture of this particular machine, what is here? Right. First of all, the basic at the below level we have hardware. Right. If you compare this thing with my particular machine from which I am taking this session, it's like this is would be the hardware of my particular machine. It could be like something RAM could be there, processor, okay, and all this kind of thing. RAM, processor, ROM, uh, hard disk, SSD, SSD, or anything like that would be there okay that is the my hard disk right now after inside the particular hard disk i have an operating system this particular session i'm taking from windows 10 right this particular machine which from which i'm taking the session is having windows 10 so the host operating system is windows 10 okay 
above that particular Windows 10, I have installed multiple operating systems, right? I have installed games, I have installed multiple operating systems, I have, right, I have Google, Chrome, and all this kind of thing. And there is a special software I have installed, which is by the name of Hypervisor, right? The software is Hypervisor. Okay, there are multiple Hypervisor. VMware Workstation is one of them. VirtualBox is there also, right? Which is free of cost. You can, anyone can go and download v, uh, VirtualBox. It is free of cost. VMware Workstation, you have to pay for that. Okay, that's a thing. So in the yesterday session that uh, VMware Workstation that you guys have seen, you have to pay for that, right? And VirtualBox is free of cost. Okay, so that particular software which helps you in virtualization is the hypervisor that, right? So I've installed hypervisor VMware Workstation in my operating system and above that particular hypervisor this particular system this is my operating system one this is my operating system second this is my operating system third and multiple operating system i can create inside my virtual machines right above my hypervisor okay yep right because see this thing is practical okay in the previous session you have already seen that it is practical right anybody any one of you can easily go and you know download this hypervisor and create this virtual machines this machines right the virtual machines of windows xp kali and all those kind of things you can create it fine that's the thing okay so this one this it is called type 2 hypervisor it is practical for general public right it, in your normal pcs or your laptop or a desktop you can perform this particular hypervisor too okay now the biggest disadvantage of this hypervisor you know what it is the biggest advantage is that of this operating system let's say for example there is a ransomware attack okay or there is some kind of a virus attack or something happens my operating system fails from this uh, the machine from which i'm taking the session is having windows 10 right and I'm having, let's say, for example, different VM installed. Okay. If my operating system fails, my hypervisor also fails, right? Because I'm not able to use my hypervisor. And if my hypervisor fails, my VMs also fails. Fine. So all the complete architecture fails. Right. That's the thing with the hypervisor second. So that's why we have one place in organization where we are doing some serious work we will be using something which is called type 1 hypervisor okay this and let me explain to you what this type of type 1 hypervisor is i can show you or in the previous sessions you have seen the type 2 hypervisor right the vmware workstation one okay that is practical that is easy and you can say it is practical to show type 2 hypervisor but it is not practical to show type 1 hypervisor from a normal system normal machines you have to configure the machines specifically for running this type 1 hypervisor why if you look into this particular architecture if you compare the architecture of type 1 and type 2 hypervisor you can see that in the type 1 hypervisor you do not have any sort of an operating system so what it means is that the first problem, right, that what was the problem in the hypervisor 2? If there is an attack in my system and my operating system collapses, my operating system is not able to boot up or, uh, you know, is, is facing some kind of a problem due to attack, right? My whole architecture fails, right? Because you have operating system, inside the operating system, you have downloaded hypervisor and inside the hypervisor, you have downloaded this VMware, right? If this is not working properly, this will not work properly. 
properly and this will also collapse so everything will collapse so in the type 1 hypervisor what we did is that we removed the operating system so the hypervisor okay is installed in the hardware only fine okay so we do not have any sort of an hypervisor uh, sorry operating system in hypervisor first our hypervisor or the particular software which helps us in creating different virtual machines is directly installed in the hardware part right and the exam uh, you know the example could be like vmware exi right microsoft hyper one is an example of it okay this is an example of hypervisor one so it is not practically possible to show these hypervisor first right because you need special dedicated systems in an order to you know use this kind of thing okay and you can see here above the high you know the hardware you have the hypervisor right and above the hypervisor you have the vmware 1 vmware 2 and the vmware 3 right we have we have different kind of vmware's there okay same right but the difference only lies that there is no operating system so in the hypervisor first your hardware your hypervisor is being stored in the hardware okay now the interesting case again here is this so you can say okay in short you can say that hypervisor second this one is for normal use for normal public you can say but this is for some serious work right if you want to perform some complex tasks and all those kind of things you will need a type 1 hypervisor okay okay so what are the other benefits we have okay so what are the other benefits that we have of this type 1 hypervisor Another benefit of the type of type one hypervisor is that what if Amit you have told us that in this particular hypervisor we remove the operating system why because due to if there is an attack over this operating system everything's false right so now we have we we remove the operating system in the type one hypervisor okay what if this hardware also fail right so there is a thing in the concept in the hypervisor first which is named by the name of clustering. Let me tell you what this particular clustering is. What happens in the clustering part is that even if this hardware fails, right? If I'm facing that, okay, I have a hyper one type one hyper, uh, you know, this um, system where I am having type one hypervisor installed. Okay. Now what is going to happen in that particular scenario is that what if my hardware also fails due to any reason, due to malware attack or some kind of thing, my, this particular high, this hardware is also failing apart. Right now, what is going to do is that I can take, I can running machine, right? The machine is running. Okay. I can take a running machine. I can take my VMware. I can take my hypervisor and I can transport it to some other healthy hardware. Okay. There could be definitely for sure some other hardware as well of some other hypervisor first. And I can be taking my hypervisor as well as my running VM machines and I can transport it. It's something which is called clustering. Okay. That is also thing we have because we use this hypervisor for serious things, right? And we do not want any sort of a failure when we are dealing with any sort of a thing. Okay, that's a thing. See what really happens is that if your hardware fails, right? Still you can perform or you are, you know, uh, you have this particular capability, this hypervisor because you have some advanced machine for that hard advanced configured machines. So what you can do is that even if your hardware is failing up, what you can do is that you can take this hypervisor and this VM running VMs, right? And just take, 
transported which is called clustering to some other PCs or you can say some other hardware right and this way you will be completely protecting this particular architecture okay that's the thing